Hello and welcome to this week's edition of On the Spot. I'm J.P. Hampstead here with Michael Vincent standing in for Zach Strickland. Um, here to talk about another exciting week in freight markets, everything from the truckload spot market to the capacity situation nationwide to what's happening on the ocean. Um, Mike, why don't we go ahead and just get into sort of the current state of truckload right now? Yeah, sure. What's happening? Yeah, so uh, tender volumes above 16. The tender volume index is above 16. Right. And, and staying there. Slight downtick overnight, but I mean, slight. <laughs> right? Yeah, so it's still So it's we're, we're still like stable. Highly, highly we're stable at very high absolute numbers in yeah. terms of tendered requests for trucking capacity. We absolutely are. And, and obviously, tender rejections uh, remain uh, quite elevated as well. Yeah, so the national average tender rejection rate is at 25.62% right now. Um, yeah. And that's, that basically means that one out of every four loads being tendered by shippers to typically large asset-based carriers, but they're also like 3PLs and things like that, are being rejected. Yeah, a absolutely right. And, and here's a, one of the interesting things about that is it's 25.62. That's overall. That's all modes. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it's the only reason it's not higher is because uh, flatbed is is only at eight point eight. Van is actually twenty six point seven five, so it's pulling it. it up. And then reefer, you know, getting up there towards forty. It's at yeah. thirty eight. That's crazy. Thirty eight. Thirty eight point five eight. So one and uh, three over it, one and three. So that's fundamentally, you know, what, what, what's driving up rates, right? It's the fact that. Um, trucks, there, are, there aren't enough trucks, trucks aren't in the right spot, um, they can find more lucrative opportunities on the spot market, therefore, you know, carriers are managing for yield and, and putting their assets in the, in the place where they can, they can get the best rates. Um, I, yeah. I want to talk a little bit about this idea I've seen kind of on the internet and in social media mm -hmm. with other industry analysts blaming high spot rates, which are now, you know, above, um, you know, $2.76 a mile. Right. Um, they're blaming high spot rates on imbalanced carrier networks. They're kind of suggesting that we're still in a temporary, you know, bubble that's caused by unpredictable demand, that it's just, that there are plenty of trucks, but maybe the trucks just aren't in the right spot, and that's what's driving up rates. Our, our view is, is a lot different, right? Our view is that there are fundamental constraints on capacity. There is, um, you know, excessive demand driven by changes in consumer behavior in the pandemic, and that, and th these fundamental drivers are what's contributing to high rates. Can you help us understand, you know, like, what's the best argument for why the market isn't being driven by, like, a temporary network imbalance? Yeah, I, I, it's interesting because I think that that, that uh, argument is kind of a, a hangover from what happened earlier in the year when yeah. things spiked back on. Yes, yeah, absolutely. When things, definitely fragmentation was 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 hurting it or, or was causing a lot of the imbalance and in, in capacity being in... in uh, inefficient areas, if if you will, right? Irregular routing was was high as people, you know, changed what they were producing and and consumer behavior was changing rapidly. But now, I mean, if you look at it, I think it's it's while some of that is probably going on, um, 
you, you just look at specific areas of the country because I mean we can cover the whole country and it's and it's up everywhere. Right. But you look at specific areas of the country. Basically, like if you're in the Great Lakes, and really if you stretch that from Harrisburg all the way out to Iowa, uh, and into Chicago, Cleveland, Columbus, Indiana, there's no capacity anywhere in that entire area. Right. That's one of the things that I noticed this morning when I was looking at the data is that the Northeast has loosened up a lot, right? right. Yes. Harrisburg is, is at 30% on uh, tender rejections, but that, that tightness really goes across that whole region. It, it does. You, what are some of the markets? So that here's, are, that here's some of the numbers. Let's just, let's just take it. I mean, if you're at, and if you're in Allentown, let's just even go a step further east. If you're in Allentown, you're at 30% rejection. Harrisburg is at 32.5. Pittsburgh is at 28.9. Just north of there, Erie's at 50. One and two loads, wow. 51.31. Cleveland, Ohio, 19.7. Columbus, uh, 28.38. Indy is at 20, almost 23. And you go north, Fort Wayne is at 31. Grand Rapids, Western Michigan, 20. And then you get into uh, Gary, even Gary, Indiana's at, at 20. And then you get into Joliet, 19. Chicago, 19.1. Rock Island at 25. Uh, Milwaukee's at 17. I mean, the, the whole area there. Madison, right. Wisconsin, even is. is so is there, there really aren't any markets where you know capacity is loose, where capacity would be. Um, Available enough to cause downward pressure on spot rates, like that, that, that sort of magic. I mean, there, level. there are, but they're small. Saginaw, Michigan, way up there, you know, in in the mitt on the eastern side of the mitt, is at ten percent, which is still upward pressure. Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. There, so, there's your there's your loose market is ten percent rejection. <laughs> exactly. So like. <laughs> If we're talking about like a network imbalance, that implies that capacity, it's simply the case that capacity is being allocated inefficiently, that there's too much capacity in one place, not enough in another place, but there right. are no markets that have enough trucks. Yeah, there isn't, there isn't a place where, where shippers are just, you know, scrambling to find freight to put on all this capacity that's sitting there. Right. So it just isn't. Yeah. And, and so that's, I think, a great indication of like why we... We believe, you know, our, our view that spot rates and ultimately contract rates are being driven by a widespread sort of fundamental market condition of, of you know, not enough capacity yeah. to meet to meet trucking demand. Um, a ab absolutely. I mean, even if you go into Florida, right? right. <laughs> even like Miami, right? It's even if you go to Miami, you're you're still in double digits. You're still close to 12% rejection, and it gets worse as you go up up the peninsula, all the way up to. Right. So uh, imagine imagine the optionality that carriers have now, where yeah. they're rejecting one out of every 10 loads coming out of Miami. Yeah. That's not paying enough. That's right. right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, to come out of Miami. Yeah. So Sorry, I want fuel and a cheeseburger. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, so, you know, I guess if we believe that the current market is, you know, it's stable, it's not like that, that sort of um, narrow parabola of tender rejections that we saw in March. Like that was, seemed like, you know, uh, a capacity misallocation kind of bubble. Yeah, it, right? was, it was a drastic reaction, not intentionally, but it was a drastic reaction to massive change. Right. Um, but the shape of the current rally has been a lot steadier. It's built over the course of months. It's been just a sort of an upward grind in rates and rejections since really early June. 
Yeah, if you're if you're analyzing that trend's strength, it all signs point to. And so, being very looking out a little bit further, you know, one of the things we could talk about, if you know, because so much of this, you know, the industrial sector is recovering. It's still mm -hmm. largely negative year over year, maybe except for a couple of things like, mm -hmm. like forest products and paper are doing really well. If you think about e-commerce volumes and you think sure. about cardboard boxes and stuff like that, that's doing very well. You know, building materials doing well. You know, oil and gas, bad. Metals, not great. But what has been leading this volume rally is, is really the consumer and retail. And so True. if I'm thinking, okay, does this rally have legs? How long are we gonna go for? My thoughts immediately turn to the ocean. Right. Yeah. What's happening on the ocean? Sure. What's happening um, in Asia? And are we seeing volumes? You know, uh, what, what do volumes look like? You know, two weeks out, six weeks out, two months out. Um, you, you recently talked to uh, Chris Richards at Steam Logistics. Yeah, head of head of international sales for Steam. Yeah. Right. The freight forwarder here in town in Chattanooga. What did he tell you about um, what's happening on the ocean, Mike? Yeah, so basically uh, they have uh, no time to sleep <laughs> at Steam Logistics uh, and that demand is ex extremely high and capacity is very, very tight. The allocations that were made to specific importers of, of record, et cetera, uh, are being busted wide open. And they're advising what is normally one to two weeks to, uh, to book capacity. Uh, they're out, he was talking, four to six weeks just to book capacity to be able to stuff it. Wow. Uh, and it, it's extremely tight. Rates are, are through the roof. Uh, he doesn't expect it. It doesn't look to him and feel to him that, that things are going to relax anytime soon through the fourth quarter, and then we'll see what happens with the first quarter in Chinese New Year. Right? So right now, he's talking, so customers who have new demand or demand that they haven't um, contracted with Steam with who are coming to him, they're really, the soonest they can find slots is really kind of like mid-October. Yeah. Like, so it's, we're pretty much like, like if you're trying to get something um, into the U.S. for peak, like now's the you time. You need to do it basically now. It's, Yeah, sure, because you, you've got four to six weeks lead time, yeah. right? So there's a month and a half. Wow. And then you got to stuff it, you got to get it to the ocean and over here, right? So you're two, two and a half months out from getting anything landed in and the he U.S. And still, he still, um, Steam is saying that, volume um, sort of eastbound on the Trans-Pacific is still quite strong. Yeah, quite strong. Yeah, absolutely. And if, and if you look uh, in our ocean dashboard, right, the 7.0 release, right, uh, which shows you bookings seven days out, uh, not only is, is China specifically, I mean, all, all, all imports actually are still showing higher trends than last year. There is a little bit of a softening, but specifically China, East to the United States, just tremendous up uh, over, over over the next seven days, even uh, for import shipments and uh, and TEU, overall TEUs. I think you know my sense is that that this um, surge in imports, this import bump, is going to affect truckload more strongly, perhaps than in previous years. Just and I'll tell you why. It's because intermodal is such a mess right now on the West mm, Coast. True. Intermodal is no longer functioning as the safety valve for truckload that it once did. Union Pacific and BNSF have cut so much power, so many crews out of their networks 
that they're struggling to service their core contracted freight. They can't handle any more volumes. I mean, you look at the surcharges that they're imposing on boxes out of California. Yeah. It was $3,500, now it's $5,000. Shippers are still giving them freight that they don't want. I think that, yeah. you know, maybe in the past where it was the, sort of the rule of thumb was that three quarter, you know, 75% of all the boxes that hit the West Coast go on a train, one quarter goes onto a truck. That's going to flip here, you know, it's probably already flipped. Yeah. But any already, incremental yeah. extra demand off the ocean is going to affect truckload more than in years past. I, I would agree with you. I mean, we're already seeing that happen, right? And I think that will definitely keep that trend will, will stay, right? And I think it really it started with intermodal kind of and, and rail kind of, uh, it, it was mostly dead, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. And then it started coming back, but they've cut back so far they can't keep up with the surge in demand. And it's much more difficult to flex uh, capacity on rail than it is trucks. For sure. Right? Right. And so, and plus the speed to market that the importers needed, that shippers needed, was they were just skipping the rail anyways and going right That's through right. it, which exacerbated the problem. And right now you've got this scramble to fill, uh, um, to fill inventories as well. So it sounds like we're locked in a pretty strong inflationary market for mm -hmm. rates. Um, yeah. I know, you know, I talked to a lot of 3PLs. Most of them are, you know, giving back freight, repricing their contracts, you know, having what they euphemistically call difficult conversations with customers and yeah. trying to educate them on the market and explain to them why uh, 2019 rates are no longer uh, cutting the mustard now. <laughs> how long does, you know, going back to Chris Richards and the ocean, how long does he think that this is going to last? He's pretty confident it'll last through well into the fourth quarter, if not into the first quarter. He's not expecting drop-offs really until we get into Chinese New Year's. Okay. Wow. Uh, I, I guess I'm putting a little bit of words into his mouth. He he would not be surprised if if, if that happened. Okay. Uh, so I, I translate that to he that's where they're leaning right now because it's strong and they're just seeing their four to six week out bookings are 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 really strong. So if that's the case, our seven day is gonna gonna continue to just see this uh, right. year over year. Right. Because he's got four to six weeks to book, then you've got two to three weeks to cross the ocean, a couple of days in the port, et cetera, et cetera. Well, um, I think that's, that's, that's really great intelligence from the ocean side. I think it confirms our view that this market is going to continue strengthening yeah. for the foreseeable future. That does it for this week. Um, tune into FreightWaves.com for all uh, of your news and information about freight markets. Um, and we will see you for On the Spot next Friday.